Welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm your host, Corey Graham. Join us here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where the independent new authors come first. Let There Be Chaos is the new book in stores now by Donna S. Cole, who's sitting down with me right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Donna, thank you for joining me here tonight. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me about Let There Be Chaos? Well, it's about a woman who, whose whole life is filled with drama and chaos. And she doesn't look for it, but it seems to find her. Until one day it serves its purpose, and it's a good chaos. Surrounded by a lot of crazy that happens. <laughs> Excuse my French. Where did the idea for this come from? You know, I just sat down and started writing one day. I had read a book that I purchased from Barnes & Noble, and it could not hold my attention. So my whole goal was to keep the attention of the reader. You can't put this book down. <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. It's great that you've taken things that you've read before and you've taken things that you didn't like about them and you improved mm -hmm. on them and made them your own. Absolutely hope so. So have you been writing for a while or is this your first try? It's my first try. Well, congratulations on getting your first Thank book you. out there. It's a huge yeah. accomplishment. How's it feel to be a published author now? It feels really good. I've got a sequel, but I haven't, it's going to be a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you in that sequel? I've just got to go back and make sure it says what I want to say, make sure it comes across well. Mm. Was there anything surprising about the whole editing process? Yes. You have to read it backwards to fully find the edits that you need. <laughs> <laughs> I had read it forward so many times, and then my publisher said, try reading it backwards. So I did. And surprisingly enough, you know, I didn't catch every little thing, but I caught 99% of them. Now that you've been through it, do you have advice for somebody who's looking to take that journey for the first time? Oh, never give up. It is an adventure. It's a once, it's your first book is your once in a lifetime adventure. To have people come up to you and, and say they just couldn't put it down and they're waiting for the next one. I mean, you feel the pressure, but it's good pressure. <laughs> do you ever get writer's block? Oh, yes. Mm, what do you do about it? Wait a couple of days and try again. Mm. Don't give up. Just wait a couple of days. I still have things swarming through my head I should have put in. And I'm like, okay, well, next time. <laughs> <laughs> Was there a person or maybe several people in your life who have been most influential or supportive of you while you're writing? Most of the people that I work with, I'm a deputy sheriff. At Todd Kent. I was, I'm retired now. I retired on the 31st of December. But there was a group of people, and most of them were mentioned in, in the thank yous, that were just inspirational. And they may not have liked what I wrote, but they were inspirational in getting me started. I mean, all the females seemed to really enjoy the book. The guys, you know, they would, <laughs> they're like, okay, I'll give it to my wife. I think everybody that I worked with was pretty inspirational. When you write, do you have a particular routine or a setting that you have to be in? Some people have to be in a certain room, maybe listening to a certain kind of music or be in silence. Do you have anything like that? Yes, I did. It was night shift at the jail. <laughs> now that I'm retired, it's, it's usually in the middle of the night in my little office. I don't know why. It's hard to write during the day. I think, I think because there's so many distractions and at night you can just cut everything off and be in your own zone. So I find it easier to write at night. Gives you a way to pass the time and, and give your mind a way to, I think, be creative that way. Released, yes, yes. Be creative and get it off, your mind off of other things and just enjoy what you're doing. Well, Donna, congratulations again on getting your first book out there. I encourage well, listeners to check this out. 
It's called Let There Be Chaos by Donna S. Cole. It's published by Fulton Books. You can find it everywhere on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Well, Donna, thanks again for coming by the show here tonight. I had a really nice time chatting with you. I did too, and thank you for having me. I'd like to welcome author Carlos X. Fablis to the Reader House Author Roundtable right now. Carlos, thank you for joining me tonight. Proud to do so. Could you tell me about your new book? It's out there right now. It's called Of Reflections. Well, it's basically a compilation of poems. Most of them are romantic. And the first 20 are based on a, an epic book series that I've been writing over the years. It's about worlds behind mirrors and special beings who can enter these mirrors. And that's pretty much what it's about. Science fiction and romance. Wow, that's an interesting combination. Uh, how long have you been writing poetry? I've been writing poetry since I was a teenager. 16 years old. I'm 48 now. And how much have you been published before? You said you've been working on that series for quite a while. Yeah, it got published, different episodes of it, but it was the company, they didn't help me make any money. They didn't even edit my work. I mean, in the first installment, for, for instance, that one of the words, desert, I didn't spell it correctly. I spelled it dessert. Oh. And they typed it as dessert. Wow. It's like, really? Are, are you fools? You know? Yeah. So what was it like? I believe you went with Fulton for Of Reflections. How was it different this time around? This time around, I like it a lot better, even though I had to pay some money out of my pocket because they gave me all the time I needed after they rendered my book, how it should be grammatically correct and correctly formatted. And I was very pleased by their efforts. And I there were very few things that I had to tell them to correct. And they gave me some extra copies, too. Hmm complimentary copies that I could share with my friends and family. Yeah, it's important to publish with a reputable publisher, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. In the future, do you plan on maybe publishing more poetry? Probably not, for just, just for personal reasons, mm. just because I've been writing a lot of personal poetry that, that I don't want to keep on further sharing with the world about my personal life for different reasons, targeted reasons that I, that I intend to follow and newly live by. So, I, no, I, I will just write literary work that's not poetic. If an aspiring author came to you and asked for your best piece of advice, what would you tell them? I would tell him to not give up, to keep writing. If he feels that he, he's or he or she has written a, something that could be reputable and could be good literary work, and someone is telling them, like their worst critic is telling them, this is not your forte, but others are telling them you should publish it. I would tell them to persist, and eventually he may reach his goal. Now, through writing this book and maybe through your writing in general, has there been a person in your life who has been most influential or most supportive to you? Yeah, actually a number of people. My mom, her best friend, Margarita, my aunt, Vidhen. They're all Hispanic, so I'm giving you the name, the Spanish names that they have. My Aunt Hen's daughter, who's uh, my cousin Sandy, and my best friend Kyle. Carlos, what happens when you get writer's block? What do you do? What do I do? I watch a movie, listen to music, maybe write some music, and it's like giving myself a break. It's like when you try to read something and you just don't get it, and you come back to it another time, and it just flows. That's what works for me, and... and a couple days later, after I'm done with other projects, I'll sit down and think real hard 
and I come up with something that I think readers will enjoy. Carlos, we're looking forward to seeing you more out there in stores. This book of poetry is called Of Reflections by Carlos X. Fablis. It's published by Fulton Books, and you can find it everywhere you shop for books, at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Carlos, thanks again for joining me tonight. I had a nice time chatting with you. Oh, same here. An Engaging Work is out now by author Gwen Lewis. It's titled, My Story, His Glory, A Memoir, The First 25 Years. Gwen is kindly joining me here tonight at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Gwen, thank you for talking with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Can you tell me what you're writing about in My Story, His Glory? It's the story of my life growing up in uh, rural Alabama. It's an inspirational book about the struggles of a little girl growing up in rural Alabama in the 60s and faith that the future would be brighter and it kind of goes through some trials and the poverty that she endured all through her college years and just kind of shows that God was with her through it all. And he never left her, but truly his grace is sufficient. And he was there to help her through those hard times and just shows the goodness of God in the lives of those who believe him. Is this the first time you've written a book? It is. It is. I'm excited about the book. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's something that I've always wanted to do because I, you know, I think all of us have a story Hmm. and I was fortunate that I was able to pull it out and share it with the world. What was the writing process like for you? Was it uncomfortable to be writing about your own life? In some ways, yes. There were some times when I sat down to write that reliving some of those memories, I I have to admit that it, it brought feelings of shame and pain. I, I did shed tears as I thought of mm. some of my siblings and some of the people I grew up with who are not with us now. Yeah, it was challenging, but at the same time, it was funny because the book is humorous as well as serious. Yeah, it's real life. You take the good with the bad. You have both of those in life. What are some of the high points that you talk about in the book? I think when I was able to graduate college, I talk about when I met my husband, and those are some of the high points, I believe. Mm. Just knowing that there is a bright future ahead, even though the past held its dark spots. But yeah, I think those two things were high points. It only goes to my first 25 years. So That's what I was going to ask next. Is there going to be a volume two, maybe the next 25 years? Uh, A lot of people have asked that, and I I haven't made my mind up, to be honest. (laughs) Well, I encourage you to keep writing. It certainly is a healthy practice to get into. Have you been writing your whole life? Oh, yes. I started journaling when I was 20, and I have journals from all those years, and I wrote a journal this morning. So Mm. Yeah, I I continue to write. That's great. What advice would you have now to other first-time authors who are looking to write their first book and then go through the publishing thing? I would, first of all, tell them to convince themselves that, yes, your story is worth writing, be it fiction or nonfiction. We all have a story to tell. And when we sit on that story, we really kind of cheat generations to come Mm -hmm. because we all have something worth sharing. So Ignore the the pessimist remarks you may get from others. 
that story is in you and you have a right to bring it out. So, yeah. And do research as far as your publishers go and, and how to put pen to paper. Just don't discount your story. The title of the book is My Story, His Glory, a Memoir, The First 25 Years. It's written by Gwen Lewis. You can find it everywhere that you shop for books at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. Well, Gwen, thank you for coming on the show with me tonight. I had a really nice time chatting. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I hope that your listeners will go out and get a copy because I really think there's something for everyone in that book. It's really an inspiring book. Thank you for having me. Faith, resilience, steadfast obedience. They're all words that are at the heart of the new book by Wendell Lucas Washington titled Dangerously Safe, The Seven-Year Journey. Wendell is right here with me now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you for chatting with me tonight, Wendell. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here. Can you tell me about Dangerously Safe? What's it all about? Well, it's a story of a young man who, despite persecution, trials, and tribulations, holds steadfast to an unwavering faith, love, and obedience to God. How much of the story is fictional? How much of it is from your own personal experiences or from someone you know? Well, actually, it's all original, but I took some of the aspects of the book from life experiences and the life experience of others. About how long were you working on it? It took me three months to write it. It took four months to have it published. And is this your first book, or have you been published before? Uh, no, actually, it's my second published effort. The first one is entitled Grace and Dandelions. What advice would you have for somebody looking to finish their first book and go about that whole publishing process? Plan, organize, be sincere, write, but always make the characters seem real, something that people can identify with. Like I said at the beginning, faith, resilience, steadfast obedience, those are the themes you're exploring in this book. Can you tell me more about how those themes come out? Well, if you go through those things, faith is a key to overcoming obstacles. And if you just hold to your moral beliefs and believe in God and trust in Him, Sometimes he will put you through some trials and tribulations to test you, but he will never bring you to something if he can't bring you through something. Uh, you certainly have a story that is full of a lot of trials and tribulations and having the faith to pull through that. Yes. Now, looking ahead, are you looking at writing another book, maybe getting some more published? Yes. Actually, I finally got to a point in my life where I have the time to do that. You know, it's mm. something I haven't wanted to do all my life, but I've been so busy. It's just a pleasure when someone reads my book. They say, Wendell, once I started reading it, I just couldn't put it down. It's so intriguing. The character seems so real. It's something that, and it's something that they can identify with also. They say, you know, this happened to me or it happened to someone I know. That's, that's what's rewarding. Mm. Now, it sounds like writing comes easy to you. So many authors are bogged down by problems like writer's block or putting it off of procrastination. So it sounds like writing is just something that flows. I get into a zone. <laughs> I hmm. have to be without distractions. I like to go down by the water, the river, and, or go to a park. I sit on the back, on the tailgate of my pickup truck hmm. <laughs> you know, and just really get into it. Just let the juices flow. But the easiest part about writing is not trying too hard. Put your heart into it and let your mind flow and start writing. 
the easiest part about writing with with a faith uh, spiritual theme. I honestly believe this. If you start writing, the words will just come to you so easily. And if you're honestly and sincere and you want to get that message out about how God delivers for you, God will write the book for you. He really will. Mm. Certainly has a great message. This is called Dangerously Safe, The Seven-Year Journey by Wendell Lucas Washington. It's published by Fulton Books. You can find it at Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores, everywhere you shop for books. Wendell, thank you again for chatting with me here tonight. I had a really nice time. Thank you. Thank you. I certainly do appreciate this opportunity. True Wildlife Stories inspired the tales in the new book by Bonita Durham called The Squirrel Who Loves Pizza and Other Nutty Stories. I'd like to welcome Bonita to the show. Bonita, thank you for being here with me tonight. Thank you for the invitation. Can you tell me about The Squirrel Who Loves Pizza and Other Nutty Stories? Yes. These are stories that I wrote for my grandchildren. I was recovering from breast cancer. I just enjoyed watching the squirrels out in nature. We had some true events that had happened through the years with our family, and I embellished those. Mm. I wrote them for my grandchildren. They giggled and laughed and loved it. <laughs> and my two grown sons and husband encouraged me to get it published. So that's where we are today. It's two years in the in the making. I'm excited about it. And people who have purchased the book, friends, adults, seem to love it as well as children. So I'm encouraged by that. That is very exciting. Is this your first book? Yes, it is. I've recently retired from teaching. So this is my new career, and I find it very satisfying because I take the positive on all the stories. I, make a, I try to do some sort of humor, but I try to twist it so that people can see life is enjoyable and give it, give it your best efforts. Oh, congratulations on getting your first one out there. What age range of kids do you think would this be the best for? Elementary. And preschoolers, you'd have to read it to them. An elementary child, a good reader, second grade, all the way up to sixth grade. I was admiring the illustrations in this book. They're quite beautiful. Can you tell me about them? Yes. They're done by Suzanne Sellers. And she and I are good friends. When we taught at middle school, she taught art. I taught music. And we had lunch together for 20 years. She knew what I was seeking with the stories because she knows me. And so she took the stories and pulled from it those things that she thought would be interesting for a reader. But I love color. And she has really introduced lots of colors with these illustrations, and I absolutely adore them. I think they're gorgeous, and they capture the meaning of the stories. Writing and publishing your first book can certainly be eye-opening. Do you have advice for any authors out there who are looking to get their first one out there? Yes, write. Just write. And then if you share it with others and see if you should go forward or not. But writing in itself. A journal is it's just so satisfying, and it helps build up your character, your strength to make it through the day, is what I found. Looking down the road, are you thinking of writing more, maybe getting some more books published? Yes. I've got four in the back burner right now, and I just go one to the other. Some days I don't feel like writing, so I take the break. Other days, I get started and the ideas just roll one after the other, after the other, after the other. And 
that's when the stories really do come together. And I just don't worry about it. If they don't come together, I'm just, I'm just not set to focus on that that day. So I just don't worry about it. I do it when I can. Well, Bonita, I think it's wonderful you have this book out there. I encourage our listeners to check this out. It's called The Squirrel Who Loves Pizza and Other Nutty Stories by Bonita Durham. It's published by Fulton Books. You can find it everywhere you shop for books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Well, Bonita, thanks again for stopping by the show here tonight. I had a really nice time talking. Thank you. I did, too. There's a new book in stores now by author Angela Rhodes Parker. It's called Blind Visions from Heaven, based on a true story. I'm talking with Angela right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Angela, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me what Blind Visions from Heaven is all about? It is a book written under my sister's name. My sister passed away a little over 10 years ago, and once I hit the 10-year decade mark, I wanted to write a book in memory of her. I wanted to give it to my mother for Christmas that year, Mm. and I wanted to show my mother all of the different ways that my sister has shown me that we are still connected to each other despite being separated into two different states of being. Was this an easy book for you to write? In some ways it was. In some ways it just came. It flowed. It was like she was helping me with my writing, and I have no doubt that she was helping me. She actually was a writer. That was her job. And so I know that a lot of these stories came from her, but it was also very difficult because I had to rehash what happened. Hmm. You said your sister was a writer. Are you a writer as well? What's your background like? Well, I have been writing since I was about five years old. And so I love writing. I've written books forever. However, I'm actually a registered nurse. I did not pursue that as a career. Is this the first time then you've been published? Yes, this is my first time being published. Congratulations on having your first one out there. Such a a, a big deal. How's it feel now to have one out there? You're a published author now. It feels really great. And right now is where I feel like I can finally breathe and relax a little bit Mm. and just kind of see where it goes. Has marketing the book been a challenge, being that the world is just so different now? No, not really. I'm really fortunate to have paired up with Christian Faith Publishing. Mm. They're starting their marketing right now, and they have been amazing. I love that company, and they've been great. I also have tons of friends and family that were just waiting for my book to come out. They've been really excited about it. Right now, I'm really happy where it is. It's being carried on the local shelf of a bookstore, so I'm just happy where it's at right now. You just said you're still catching your breath. You're still taking a break after the whirlwind that was writing and publishing this book. But looking ahead, do you have plans for maybe writing and publishing another? Absolutely. I've already started writing another book. But like I said, I'm taking a break and just doing it slowly. This one came to me so fast that it was just like it was like somebody gave it to me. It was like a gift that was given to me. So right now I want to just really slow down and write my next one very slowly and really enjoy it. What words of advice would you give to aspiring authors looking to complete their first book, get their first book published? I would say to do it. I had so many people who were so positive and were like, oh, you're writing a book. Great. What's it about? Hmm. But I also want to tell them that there's going to be the people who are negative. I would have people, I would tell them I was writing a book and they would immediately say, you're never going to get it published. You're never going to make any money. And I would also say, if the reason that you're writing a book is to make money, that's not really the right reason to be writing a book. Mm. Write it from your heart. Do it to tell your story, not to make money. 
Were there certain times or maybe certain places where you felt most inspired or where it was maybe the easiest for you to write? Absolutely. When I was on my computer at home, I would definitely feel extremely inspired. I just felt like it was all just coming to me. There was also certain places where when I would go on a walk, I love to go on walks, and I would just walk by the river and I would feel her come through me. I just knew that she was helping me with my writing, and I have no doubt that she's still around. Well, I encourage our listeners to check this book out. It's called Blind Visions from Heaven, based on a true story by Angela Rhodes Parker. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing, and you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Angela, thanks for talking with me here tonight. I had a really nice time. Thank you so much for having me. I'd like to welcome author Anthony McMarion to the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you for chatting with me tonight, Anthony. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to share. How Long the Night is your new book. It's out there right now. Can you tell me what it's about? It's about crying, grieving, and mourning over the loss of someone that's important to you, that matters to you. And how long were you working on this? I worked on this book a little over a month and a half, maybe two months. And what was that writing process like for you? Was it an easy thing to write about? It really wasn't. I had just buried my grandmother, someone who's like a mother to me. Mm, I'm sorry. I came back in, and actually I was about to release another book, and God spoke to me and had me to write this particular book. It was very difficult to write, but I knew that if God was leading me to write it, that was a purpose for it. And what kinds of message do you have through all this pain and through your story? The message is that in the midst of everything that, that you go through, that God is a healer, that God will walk you through it, that he will be there for you, that he will never leave you nor forsake you no matter what you're going through. A lot of times we don't understand what's happening to us and why we're losing loved ones. But even in losing loved ones, God has a purpose for it. It's to bring about something within us that at times we don't see and at times it'd be something that we'll need later on in our lives. You said you were working on another book whenever the inspiration for this one hit you. So ha have you been published before? I have two other books that I've published I'm very proud of. But this particular book here really hit home most because I wrote it in the midst of while I was grieving, crying, and mourning. So it came out of that particular place. What advice would you have for authors who are looking to tell their story, looking to publish their first book? I would tell those authors, keep writing. Keep writing to reach is what I do. I write to reach people. Keep telling your story because your story is important and your story matters. There's somebody out there, there's an audience, there are a group of people all over the world who are waiting to hear your story because you matter. Was there a particular group of readers that you were looking to reach with this? Did you have a target audience in mind? The target audience was, I, I had no idea what's so unique about this particular book, How Long the Night, was I had no idea when I wrote it in November that we will be hit with a pandemic come in January. Mm. And so that was was so unique about it is because I had no idea. So the book would take a person who's suffering through that and walk them through that to help them get to where God is leading them. Has marketing the book been a challenge now that things are so different in the world? No, not really, because the book really connects with audiences. They connect with people because everybody out here now is suffering crying, grieving, mourning over someone that they lost or something that's going on in their life. 
So it's a very relevant book. It's something that reaches individuals from any and every walk of life. Now, looking ahead, are you working on something new to write? Anything that you're thinking of publishing? Yes. I'm always in a creative mode, (laughs) and I thank God for giving me that ability. Mm. Some other things that I know that is going to reach audiences all over the world. It's just amazing to be able to be in the flow with God and to be able to write things that are relevant, that happen in the moment. A lot of times I write about things that happen before they happen, Mm. and I'm just excited about my next work. We're excited to see you more out there on store shelves. This book is... How Long the Night by Anthony McMarion. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find it everywhere you shop for books, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and iTunes, also traditional brick-and-mortar stores. Anthony, thanks again for stopping by the show here tonight. I had a really nice time chatting with you. Thank you very much, sir, and I appreciate the opportunity. Look behind prison walls at the life of a first-time offender. In the new book by Susan Russ, titled The Flip Side, From Justice to Injustice, From Correctional Officer to Inmate. I'm happy to welcome Susan to the show right here, right now. Susan, thank you for being here with me tonight. No problem. Can you tell me about The Flip Side? Sounds like quite an interesting journey. It was. (laughs) Actually, it was written after I was wrongly accused of a crime of grand theft working at the sheriff's office. From there, it progressed into a trial. Well, actually, it wasn't a trial. They, they didn't let me go to trial. Hmm. They gave me a choice of four years or 25 years. Wow. Once I went to prison, it was a, an everyday occurrence of something going on that I had to write about because of all the injustices within the system. Oh, my gosh. So what prompted you, what inspired you to write your story and then publish it? I wanted everyone to see what went on within the judicial system from the actual court process, which was unjust, to the actual incarceration of an inmate that involved racism, sexism, violence, and rape, and also allowing the government to get involved in the warehousing of prisoners. About how long were you working on it? Once I got out, because they kept a close eye on you when you were in there, Mm. and I didn't want them to end up confiscating the book. So once I got out, it took me almost three years. And have you written or been published before? No, I haven't. Congratulations on having your first published work out there. What's it feel like now that you're officially an author? Well, it feels really good because I want everybody to relate to my personal experience. Mm. I want like a first-time correctional officer to know what they should and shouldn't be doing. I was wanting to help and embrace others so that they could preserve their dignity, humility, and self-respect so that they could get that inner peace within their body. Do you have advice now for aspiring authors who want to get their first book out there? Take your time with it and look upon your inner self. It was hard for me because I was 34 years in law enforcement. I was used to the judicial system, but I never had to live it before. Hmm. And it was very hard on me to have to write my story. Uh, Looking ahead, are you thinking of maybe writing some more and getting another one out there? Well, actually, since I've been out, I've adopted four children. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So I've got children from the age of 15 to age of three. I wrote the book for families of a child that might be headed in the wrong direction Hmm. or the first time correctional officer. And for people to be aware that most times justice turns into injustice from the court system we feel is there to protect us. Did you ever experience writer's block when you sat down to write? No, I did not. Wow. You're one of the lucky ones then. (laughs) Yes. 
it surprised me because there was no, it surprised the publisher too, because I put my feelings down on paper and it just flowed out. And the thing about it is, is there wasn't a lot of corrections I had to do on the book itself either. I've been given 10 of my books, which I put out to friends and former law enforcement officers. And I'm getting a lot of really good feedback on the book. They said that, that once they started, they can't put it down. Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations again on that, Susan. This book is called The Flip Side, From Justice to Injustice, From Correctional Officer to Inmate by Susan Russ. It's published by Fulton Books. You can find it everywhere you shop for your books at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Susan, thank you again for stopping by the show tonight. I had a really nice time chatting. Okay, fantastic. Need anything else, just give me a buzz. I'd like to welcome author Joao Nada Longo to the Reader House Author Roundtable. Joao, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. You're welcome. You've got a new book that's out right now. It's entitled My Dreams, The Book of Visions. Can you tell me what it's all about? Yes, sir. Of course, sir. My dream is a mastering a good dream which helps someone to understand his future life, his reality. It's the way to master his own life. This is what about my dream, the book of vision. What gave you the idea or the inspiration to write it? About the inspiration, I get, first of all, to read some books where I just understand that there are some great people like Jesus Christ, like the prophet Muhammad, like Daniels. They are people who dreamed all their life. Mm. And they had too much realization. They get too much good things on their life from dreams. That's why I get more inspiration from them. What's your writing background like? Have you written before? Have you been published prior to this? Mm, no, this is my first time. This is my first time. Oh, congratulations. It's a really, really big deal to get your first book out there. How's it feel now that you're a published author? It makes me feel like I'm on the top of the world mm -hmm. now. It makes me, because it's like, it's a dream. I mean, this the title where I have writing. If I tell the reality of my life, it seems like it should be impossible to do what I, what I have done right now. I'm like two years in the United States. I've never been in an English country mm -hmm. where the English is the most spoken language. So it's like, wow, about two years, I get inspiration. I have writing the way I've done, so it's the wonderful, and I'm grateful for my God. Do you have advice now to give somebody who's looking to take that journey as well for the first time? There is one thing that people never understand, because I've talked to some people like my doctor. They say, they say, how can you do that as easier? I say, look, when you started to do something, you need to focus on it, get your time, and never stop. Even though you will get some situation get you in that you lost your ideas, you lost your control, you lost your time, and it will take you like years and years to keep doing the same stuff you're doing. So when you start writing, get your inspiration on the place and keep going. Never stop. It's like a fight. So they have to get straight on it. That's great advice. Now from here, are you still writing? Do you plan on getting more published? Of course, I can say yes. My dream is like a project. Hmm. It's not only one book. Because when I'm talking about the book of vision, it means that this is the first step 
to help people as it helped myself to get control of the reality, them dream, the way to fight against death. So it means that I have to put them after understanding that they can take control of their dreams, they can take off control of their things, they can take control of everything, so they will take control of them life after death. What I call in my book, my life after death. Well, thank you for using your inspiration, your creativity to get the message out there. This book is called My Dreams, The Book of Visions by Joao Nada Longo. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing, and you can find it everywhere you shop for books at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Joao, thank you again for stopping by the show here tonight. I had a really nice time talking with you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Author Daisy Yant Mitchell inspires women with her new book, Girl Talk, Woman to Woman, Sister to Sister, Heart to Heart. Daisy is right here with me now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you for joining me here tonight, Daisy. And thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Can you tell me about your new book, Girl Talk? Sure. The book has been inspired by God. As I often tell people, God spoke and I wrote this awesome book. It's a book to inspire women, but not only women, but men as well. Because God needs his sons to hear the heart of the woman as well as the heart of God. And so this book is talking about directions and instructions from God. About how long were you working on this? I started this book in 2001. I actually finished it. And then in 2016, since I had not gotten it published, additional things God began to give to me to add to the book. So from 2001, since 2001, I've been working on the book. Have you been published before? Have you been a writer? Yes. I published my first book was a self-published book. It was entitled The Yellow Pages, A Directory from God. And they both are inspirational poetry, but it's stories in the form of poetry. Oh, very interesting. What advice would you have to first-time authors who want to publish their first work? Advice to first-time authors? Start writing. Write a journal. Do it in a journal. That is the best way to receive and retrieve information from within your own heart and mind. Just start a journal. One day you go back and read that journal, and you'll see your story. Your story, his glory. So looking ahead, are you working on another book? Yes. God talk. Man to man, brother to brother, and heart to heart. Because God said first, he wanted to talk to the daughters. And then he wants to talk to his sons. And then, of course, I've been jumping ahead of you. But the book after that will be Let Us Talk. After he talks to the guys and he talks to the girl, he wants us to talk together to each other and to him. And then the fourth book, of course, I'm jumping ahead again, <laughs> is Now That We've Talked, What You Gonna Do? When you write, would you have a certain place that you went or do you have certain music you would listen to? A lot of authors, when they write, they have sort of a, an atmosphere or a ritual that they have. Do you have anything like that? Very interesting question. Oftentimes, I'm laying in the bed asleep, minding as I tell the Lord, I was minding my own business that here you come with something, <laughs> which is awesome. That's how he would do me. Wake me up out of my sleep. Or when I'm driving down the road, no pen, no pencil, right at hand, and he'll pour something in my spirit that he starts speaking. 
And he would tell me, write. He would start talking. I said, oh, that sounds good. He said, write. And I would, I don't, I oftentimes even remember pulling over. But I'd reach for a pen and paper or napkin, whatever I had, and just start writing it as he gave it to me. Or I could be watching TV. Hmm. And this is always interesting to me. In the first book that I wrote, there's a poem called Just Prince. But I was watching TV back in 1994, and there was a TV show series, Fresh Prince. Mm -hmm. And it starts out in West Philadelphia. I was born and raised, but I didn't hear that. I heard in Nazareth, a Nazarene, I was born and raised. So I heard something totally different, but the whole poem came through that TV show. Well, Daisy, thank you for writing this book. It's called Girl Talk, Woman to Woman, Sister to Sister, Heart to Heart. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing, and you can buy it everywhere that you shop for your books, on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, and iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well, and it's written by Daisy Yant Mitchell. Daisy, thanks again for joining me here tonight. I had a great time chatting with you. Thank you for having me, Corey. Mental health is a subject many Christians find difficult to talk about. Author Ian Williams looks to clear up misconceptions and open the discussion in his new book, Mental Health and the Christian. Ian's joining me now right here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Ian, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me about what you've written in Mental Health and the Christian? Well, what I try to do, because when we speak about health, really we're talking about having a balance. We're talking about systems operating efficiently. We normally do that with the body. We don't really think of our minds as the same way, right? So when you think of mental health, you're thinking, trying to look at having a balance in our thought processes, the things that affect our thought processes, the things that affect our cognition. And I've tried to use a scientific way of looking at it by information that I've gathered from different sources. Now, as far as the Christian is concerned, because the Christian doesn't really talk about mental health, they'll have wellness ministries, but they'll just do with the physical aspect, the physiological. They don't ever really look at the mind and, and how it operates. And they will, you'll find that there will be people who question their own Christianity because they don't understand how they, or why they feel the way that they feel. And they, most times they are told that it's either they, are, they need to pray more or they need to study the word more. And they're just out there doing something wrong that is not getting them to that place of balance. So my thing about the book was to try to dispel most of those, those, those misconceptions about mental health and deal with it from a practical standpoint from a science-based standpoint, and then see how it works through, how it could work for the Christian understanding that mental health is an issue that affects every single person, mm-hmm. and that there are people who are to come out of the darkness and then into the light as far as, as those who may be suffering in silence. Sounds like a lot of work and, and research went into this. What was the writing process like? Was it long? It took me about six, eight months to really to get the book in order. It started because of my own journey. Mm. My own journey and my own understanding, when I finally understood that I had issues, I sought out help for those issues. What made me go into the book is to be able to understand my own mind, Mm. to to see why was I having issues, where was it coming from, what was the science behind it. So I started to research a lot of of stuff. And then when I uh, researched it, I had to try to put it in some sort of order in my own head and in my own mind. So I started to write it down from information that I, that I got. 
that's what really started the book. What's your writing background like? Have you been published before? No, this is my first publishing. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. I always would write because back, you know, when I was much younger, I would write stories because I was a person who liked mysteries and espionage and all that sort of stuff, things with a lot of different twists and turns in the plot, you know, so I would write stuff like that, but it was just for rest for fun. Mm. Over time, that changed to more inspirational type writing stuff, you know, because I would study my Bible and, and things, impressions I would get, I would write that down and have that sort of thing. I've always written poems, so now I have more of a faith poetry thing going, you know, which should be my next book. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you more out there. This is Mental Health and the Christian by Ian Williams. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Ian, thanks again for coming by the show here tonight. I had a really nice time talking with you. Thanks for having me, and it was a pleasure. Author Peggy Harp Lee tells a delightful tale from the perspective of a holiday decoration in her new book, The Forgotten Ornament. Peggy is right here with me now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Peggy, thank you for being here with me tonight. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me about your book, The Forgotten Ornament? Well, The Forgotten Ornament, it sounds like it's strictly a Christmas story, but it is not. It does take place around Christmas, but the theme of the book goes beyond that. So really, it's a story for all seasons. The synopsis is an ornament that as the family is undecorating the Christmas tree and getting ready to discard it, he falls between the branches and is undiscovered as they haul the tree out for disposal. And it is his fear and anxiety of what's going to happen to him. And the book then is the story of where the forgotten ornaments go. It's a great perspective. It's hard to believe that there are many books out there from the perspective of a Christmas ornament. Where did this idea come from? Well, I always thought that I had a book inside of me. I graduated in early childhood education. I taught school. I taught Sunday school. So I've always been with younger children. So that's where my focus is. And I thought that I always had a story inside of me, but then raising children and this and that and the other, I just never really got around to it. My daughter came up to me one day. My grown daughter called. I guess it was maybe just after Christmas, but she said to me, you know, mom, I've always wondered where the forgotten ornaments go. Mm. And I thought, bam, that's <laughs> my story. I'm going to figure out where they go and write my story. And that's how the inspiration came. I always wanted to write one, just could never come up with what I really wanted to write about. And that rang my bell. So that's how it got started. Oh, congratulations on getting this out there. It's great when the inspiration hits and everything clicks and you have a great idea for a great story. How do you feel now being officially a published author? Well, it's a little surreal in a way. I was going through the whole process, writing the book, getting it to an editor, getting it to a publisher, and going through all the motions. And all, But until you hold that book in your hand and see your name down at the bottom of the front page as the author, it's it's a little surreal, but it's a really good feeling because I feel like something that I've always dreamed I could do and something I wanted to do, I finally did it. I did it, and 
I'm excited about it. I've had great reception for the book. That is a wonderful feeling. So what's next? Are you looking maybe to write another book? I am. I've actually already started another book. It's going to be a rhyme, so it's a little more time-consuming and difficult to Mm. pick the correct words that get my idea across, as well as keeping the rhyme going. But I am enjoying this process as well. It's not ready, but I think this is something I am going to do in my older years. It's never too late. Mm. You know, I'm a grandmother, a mother of two, a grandmother of two. I think, too, once I started having the grandchildren, I thought, I need to do this. I need to do this for them. And when my daughter threw out that question to me about where the forgotten ornaments go, and she was a grown woman when she asked me that question, (laughs) I just thought, okay, it's time. Mm. I'm pleased that it's in print. I'm pleased that it's out. Hopefully, there'll be others behind it. Well, Peggy, thank you for using your creativity to tell such wonderful tales to the world. The book is called The Forgotten Ornament by Peggy Harp Lee. It's published by Fulton Books. You can find it everywhere you shop for books at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Peggy, thanks again for coming by here tonight. I had a really nice time chatting. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it as well. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. We hope to see you back here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first. 